Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thanks for joining us today. We are studying Revelation 20 as understood by St. Augustine in his magisterial work, The City of God, and we're looking at Book 20, Chapter 8, and Book 20 of The City of God, and if you really want to do a study, just back up to, say, Book 19 to 22 or 23, but just really two or three dozen pages, you'll get the most concentrated collection of truth regarding biblical prophecy that I have come across in decades of studying biblical prophecy. It's just a gold mine. And today I'd like to discuss the golden opportunity during the little season. And what do we mean by the little season? And Revelation 20 is very famous for its description of a period of 1,000 years called the millennium. And there's various views of the millennium, and however you understand the millennium, you tend to understand a whole lot about biblical prophecy. But Revelation 20 mentions that after the millennium, understanding that we've been presenting, it's it's just a description of a very long period of time, there will be a little season or a relatively short period of time that precedes the appearance of the Antichrist and the final battle against the church at the end of times. And the little season includes an apostasy that paves the way for the appearance of the Antichrist. Now, if you're reading along, and by the way, you can get the City of God in any big box bookstore. You can get copies online. And in fact, uh, book 20 isn't very long. You can just uh, collect it into a Word file and and print it out for yourself. But St. Augustine has been focusing on the final days of the little season. In other words, the final three and a half years of the little season when the Antichrist deceives the world and gathers the world into a force to attack the church, a worldwide attack on the church, and he uses the names of ancient enemies of Israel, Gog and Magog, but not just uh, a nation from the northern part of the world over Israel, but now this is a worldwide assault against the church. But here's what I'm trying to get at today. It's my understanding that the little season of Revelation 20 could be much longer than the three and a half years during the Antichrist's final attack upon the church. Because the power of deception, once the Satan is loosed from the abyss that we talked about last time, he needs time for that deception to permeate the world. And as he leads the world into deception, then he has them prepared for the acceptance of the Antichrist and following his plans to extinguish Christianity from the world. And it looks like he might just actually accomplish that and then, boom, Jesus Christ returns and evil is extinguished from the world. So I'm going to couple 
uh, St. Augustine's description of those uh, last days of the little season with a wider view of the little season from St. John Henry Newman. And here's how he would describe that longer period of deception. The sign of the second advent is, quote, a frightful apostasy, unquote. There has to be a falling away to precede the coming of the Antichrist and his attack on the church. Here's another one. The coming of Christ will be immediately preceded by a very awful and unparalleled outbreak of evil. And then he says this, the present framework of society breaks to pieces. This kind of reminds me of what's been going on in our country past few years. And I'm not taking a newspaper and trying to read back into biblical prophecy, but, you know, the present framework of society breaks in to pieces. And then he says, the man of sin comes to power through apostasy. So the little season includes a couple of things going on a long period of deception that results in apostasy, and then the acceptance of an antichrist during the latter part of that short period of time, and then finally the attack on the church. But what I'd like to uh, kind of circle back to is something I mentioned last time. Again, this is from Book 20, Chapter 8 of St. Augustine's City of God, is uh, a section that... uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, this week my eyes were open to, and let me read it again. St. Augustine says, there are some, this is during the little season, during the period of the worst deception that's gone on in the history of mankind, there will be some till then who shall be without, in other words, non-Christians, who shall become firm in the faith they have hitherto rejected and mightily to conquer the devil, even though unbound. So even during the worst and most severe deception and persecutions going on in the history of mankind, during the little season, there will be some who are without who will become strong in the faith to battle the devil. And then he goes on to say, God's grace aiding them to understand the scriptures, in which, among other things, there is foretold that very end which they themselves see to be arriving. And we're not talking about setting dates because that's impossible. Jesus told us that. But there are some signs that Scripture indicates what will happen. That's why we have things like the book of Revelation. And contrary to a number of good folks who teach scripture. The book of Revelation, yes, is about things that went on in the first century, but it is also about things that will go on in the last century. There'll be future aspects of it. And Revelation 20, talking about that little season, could be describing what we've been seeing over the past century or so, and it seems to be simply intensifying as we go on in time. Now, I am calling this golden opportunity exactly what St. Augustine described as this eschatological awakening. It really, you know, you can use it in a negative sense, like something just 
took my breath away. You know, you get slammed by something in the chest and you can't breathe for a few moments or whatever. And then there's something else that simply takes your breath away but energizes you. And I must admit, seeing this, that there could be a real critical avenue for evangelism when evangelism really seems to be almost impossible. Things are getting so bad. Nobody wants to hear anything about Christ and teaching of the church and this and that. And all of a sudden, there's an open door where the prophetic scriptures are matching up with an apostasy going on in society. I'm saying uh, that in today's world, you might say this isn't the great apostasy. It's fairly difficult to nail that down with a definitive statement, but you can say at least this is a dress rehearsal for that, what the world's been going through. And I don't know if we're really taking advantage of what that opportunity of an open door to the human heart when you would think, ah, everything's shut. No, it isn't. Even in the worst of times, it's open. And sometimes, at least for me, I like to pay attention to what some of our evangelical friends are doing because really they're pretty good communicators. And Trinity Broadcasting Network realized that a lot of their viewers were older folks, and that's great, but they realized they needed to get the younger generation as well. So they started a spinoff cousin channel to their main channel, trying to target 25 to 45-year-olds. And guess who is the most popular host on this new channel for the younger generation of young adults, the 25 to 45-year-olds. It was a 75-year-old Bible prophecy teacher. That was the number one interest among the viewers on a channel for the younger adults. There is a Protestant prophecy teacher on YouTube. He has a 10-minute broadcast on subjects relating to the end times and this just shocked me, but 42% of his viewers are 13 to 17-year-olds. I don't know if you realize how difficult it is to get teenagers to listen to any form of religious broadcasting. I don't care if you're Protestant, evangelical, or faithful Catholic. Uh, it's so hard to get teens to do this, and granted, um, I'm sure this teacher on YouTube has some sensationalist and shaky claims, but nonetheless, 42% of his viewers, teenagers, because they want to know what the Bible has to say about the end when their world seems out of control. And the Washington Times reports a Barna survey, 41% of Americans over 18 years old believe that the world is currently living in the end times as described by the prophecies in the Bible. 41% of Americans. Now, if you take that and couple it with St. Augustine's description of the eschatological awakening, and you can debate if those views uh, that we're living in the end times is correct or incorrect, but nonetheless, they, they do believe that. And according to Augustine, and I'm with him, this opens a door to people who you would think might be unreachable with traditional means of Christian communication. So I would like to kind of come back and share with you Luke 21 radio 
and podcasts. Uh, there's not a whole lot of folks trying to simply explain biblical prophecy, especially through a, a traditional Catholic viewpoint. And by the way, our viewpoint is shared by many Protestants as well. They just don't have as much media time. But uh, we don't have an advertising budget or staff. Our advertising staff is you. And I'm asking you to share about Luke 21 with your friends. Send them a link. Um, Also, we have some business cards that you can maybe put out in your parish or whatever. They're free of charge. Just send us an email to askthehost at gmail.com and let us know how many cards you want to share with your friends and your parish and your community. And lastly, there is a way that you can share Luke 21 with your entire community. And that is this, asking very respectfully your Catholic radio station to consider carrying Luke 21 radio. I've prepared a fact sheet describing exactly what we do in Luke 21. We're not off the wall, wacky predictions of the end of the world, dates and all that kind of thing. We describe what we're doing, where we get our basis of belief, what we're trying to do in Luke 21 and what they can expect as well as, this is episode 277 of Luke 21 Radio. There's tons they can listen to to see exactly what we are doing to see if it would fit into their programming schedule. I'm energized by what St. Augustine says about those as we approach the end will be seeing in Scripture what they're seeing in the world. So uh, give us a hand if you would. We'd appreciate it. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.